want the grandbabies. I want a boy first. I hope they have a boy first. I want a boy. A boy and a girl at the same time. That would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would have so much fun with that. Oh. And you know they're going to be hanging out with Nana. We're going to be going shopping. We're going to be going fishing. We're going to well, the I'm op- sending my kids to you every summer. We're going to the opera. <laughs> I ain't going to have them. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode 46, the Perfectly Incomplete Podcast. I'm hosting. I'm Imogene Simmons. I got my girl, T.T. Tony, in the building. What's up? Nothing. Chilling. Chilling. All right. Chilling. You, you ready? You ready to get going? Yeah, let's get to do it. All right. Thank y'all for tuning in. For those of y'all that didn't catch the last episode, we was trying to talk about trauma. Tony was half-stepping with it because it took us like 20 minutes into the episode. Probably why ain't nobody watching it, but y'all share it. But anyway, we're talking about trauma. This month is Mental Health Awareness Month, right? Mental health. Back in the day, my mom and them used to say about somebody, that boy's sick in the head. You know he's slow. And stuff like that, right? Y'all probably heard people say that. They still say people are slow. They do. They do. It ain't right, but... But you know, when I think about it, hell, my ass slow sometimes, <laughs> okay? It's really, uh, but it's really a lot going on. We keep saying it since COVID and the disparities and the war and the economic situation. There's a lot of anxiety, depression. Rest in peace. What's her name? Winona Judd? Who? Naomi Judd. Naomi Judd. She just committed suicide on Saturday as a result of mental illness. She's been suffering from it for a while. I just wanted to throw that in here. And it's a good way to introduce it. Mental health is really, mental illness is really a good thing. We're talking about Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think we all benefit if we're mindful of the state of our mental. And it's funny because the last episode, Tony wanted to talk about boundaries. Boundaries. (laughs) And I I think I was sipping a little too hard. And I was like, okay, okay. And I just wrapped it up. Okay, so let's get there. Just to recap, why don't you recap what we talked about? Oh, God. Two weeks ago. Okay, so... Damn, you got to let them know how often we record and everything. (laughs) She just be putting it out there. Well, it's true. It was two weeks ago. We authentic, y'all. Yeah. So basically what we discussed, I mean, the premise of what we discussed was it's okay to not be okay and Mm -hmm. that you really just need to take care of yourself. But also while you're taking care of yourself, you have there are certain steps that you should take. Like acknowledging it, talking about it, talking about it with your loved ones. If you don't feel comfortable talking about it with your loved ones, talk to somebody, somebody that you trust in order to get it out so that people know what you're going through and so that people know how to address, you know, exactly what you are going through. And that's if you got normal friends or who they got their Ain't nobody normal. That's if you have your pulse on the ground. Because I thought about after you said that when you were saying it, it is okay to not be okay. And you have to just check yourself. You have to check yourself the way you're thinking. When we're talking about mental health, we're really talking about the way we think because that's what we're using in our mind in this world. Okay. Because you're not your thoughts. And I don't listen to my mind all the time because my mind be telling me some stuff, okay? But I am not my mind. I'm a spirit having a human experience. And you hear people say stinking thinking. So we were just thinking, thinking. That means the way you're thinking. And when you're talking about mental illness, whether it's from trauma, if someone has had something happen to them, they can't cope. It changes the way their perception, they have feelings, they have thoughts, they respond, anxiety, Mm, depression, psychosis, PTSD, all of this stuff. And it does affect your quality of life Mm -hmm. big time through relationships. We talked about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we did. And I think we came to the mutual conclusion that excuse me, that the things that you have went through don't only affect you, but they affect, you know, the people around you. I think we both agreed on that point. But as far as like addressing stinking, what you call it? But that's what it is, stinking thinking. And it's not, I'm not saying in a sense where the person is bad. No, 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 I get that. I'm just trying to, like, I I get what you're saying, but, you know. Joyce Meyer uses that, stinking thinking. It's like when metacognition is the big uh, scholarly word. Thinking about what you're thinking about. Oh, okay. And when I say check yourself before you. getting trapped in your own thoughts, that kind of a thing. You need to monitor to be aware of what you're thinking, how you're thinking. Because mental illness or being sick in the head, I think it just means when people are demonstrating irrational behavior, or illogical thought patterns from the way we perceive it. But if you've had a traumatic 
event. Like I use my example. I used to go off on people. I get triggered either. I just got triggered the other day over a parking spot. The lady just, she just really tripped on me. I pulled up and she was like, get out of my spot. We live in the city, right? Right. So I can park on the sidewalk. I'm parking. They drive up. She's yelling out the window, get out my spot. They block me in in the back. I got triggered and forgive me, God, because I kind of went off. You know what I'm saying? And was that stinking thinking? Not on my behalf. I was triggered. On hers, for you to think that you rent an apartment and it's a public street, a public easement, right. people can park on this street. For you to come and they all up in my face, you can't park here in front of my house. Negro, you don't own this house. You rent this house. That's stinking thinking. But to her, it made sense for whatever reason it was. So when I say stinking thinking, we're talking about mental illness. It's like being aware of what you're thinking, how you're moving. Okay, I get it. And when you were saying you gave the story about you going away for the weekend, this person in your family had these outbursts, their behavior is off. And I say there's a reason for everything, right? Yeah, which we had the discussion and it was very, for me, it gave me some clarity on what the person was actually going through, like kind of put me in their shoes for like a whole day. Like what does what triggers this person or what gets this person to somebody the way? Somebody in here got COVID because for the last two episodes, my nose started running and I don't know who it is. But if I get sick, y'all gonna have to send me on a vacation, COVID okay? Though? And pay for it. <laughs> Why it that? gotta be COVID? It could be the weather change because we are in spring. I wasn't sniffling a minute ago. I wasn't sniffling till y'all came in here. I'm just saying. But anyway, no. But um, I just <laughs> noticed that I'm being mindful. Oh, so but it is. A- <laughs> It is a thing. It is a thing. And something you said when you said people don't realize how they affect you. And sometimes people are not aware. Yeah. And so if somebody brings it to their attention and look like you acting off, don't get upset. But then I got to go there. I try to be positive. But you have some people, and I want to talk about this, because just since COVID, we've all been under stress. Mm -hmm. People have lost their jobs. They've lost income. Young adults, adolescents have been out of school. They haven't been able to socialize. They yeah. can't graduate, like a lot of things. And younger people are really suffering. 18 through 29, they really suffering. They're depressed, they're hopelessness, suicide rates is up, all of this good stuff. So we've all been going through it, right? And still, you still got some people maybe suffering from anxiety or whatever. But then you have some people that's actually operating with malice. And so you, because you wanted to talk about boundaries, but I thought about that. Yeah, we give people grace because sometimes we're not aware. I know I haven't been, and I don't want to put myself out here, but coming out of the uh, military and I had a lot of things happen, I wasn't aware that my behavior was off because I'm used to being surrounded by vets. Right, so people with either similar behavior or just like they kind of just assimilated to the behavior that you're already exhibiting. Exactly. I can say whatever I want to to a fellow veteran, and they didn't trip. We said what we wanted, how we wanted. But I found out when I got in civilian world, they would say, something wrong with you. You crazy. And I'd be like, no, you crazy. <laughs> but then when I just started seeing how my life was going, how I was feeling, I'm like, oh, okay, what's up? So I took the time to really say, let me be open to consider my behavior. Let's talk about it. And I did realize that the way I perceived the world was a little bit different. Doesn't mean I was crazy. Like mental health is not about being crazy or right. mental illness is not about being crazy. It's about an experience that changes. It affects you emotionally. It messes with your thinking, the way you perceive the world. And, you know, I'm embedded in a military culture for a lot of years. And I had to realize I was in the civilian world adjusting a lot of things. But when I became open to understand, I could see all right, Imogene, you're a little bit radical. But then we're programmed. We were programmed to defend. You defend the nation, whatever, whatever. It's certain things we were taught and stuff like that. They try to make you warriors, soldiers. And But I say all of this to say someone had to bring it to my attention. Oh, you're so sensitive. You go off so much. Because I was radical. It was like all or none. You know, if you triggered me, it was like, oh. I was like, what? I'm always calling it out. What you want to do? You know, and I had to realize that understanding why I responded like that. But okay. I was suffering. I'm, I'm listening to you. That's why I'm, I was I'm suffering <laughs> mentally compared to this world's standards. Now I go Thank back. Thank you. I was going to say, because like some things like I feel as if who's to say 
I constantly hear people say like, oh, that's not normal. This isn't normal. That isn't normal. Who's to say that this is not no- normal for who? I agree with you. Like, you know, like who who sets the standards for normal? And we, of course, know who sets the standards for normal. But who's to say that my response to something is abnormal? Well, I owned it when I realized it. I was looking at the relationships that I was having, okay. the quality of my life. I would, and I've got, I've had the best jobs in the world. Somebody would piss me off. I'd quit a job. You know what I'm saying? Or they say some stuff, and <laughs> I would go from one to a hundred. And even if they said something that was foul, it's like I acted like I didn't have any other options but to react. I was reacting instead of responding. So uh, I really didn't even have control over myself. Got it. And that's a lot of people right now because it is a lot of stuff going on. And we, I was saying, give people grace because they're trying to navigate through these turbulent times. But I still got to call out these people because there's some people that they got mental health problems. And I don't know if they just don't know. You can give people a pass if they're not aware or if you don't care. I know I've experienced the last few years and I've been trying to be extra generous, giving people things, doing things for people, trying to take them tr- on trips with me. And it's been the mentality is like, if you give it to me, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. You feel in a certain kind of way about me all the time. The things that you're saying, I've had people saying things that were really offensive to me. I'm trying to lift you up. I'm trying to encourage you. And you meeting a stranger, maybe online. I'm, I'm talking to some people that's dating online. They meet someone and say, I'm, I'm helping them. I'm giving them tools to develop professionally. I had somebody call me and we talking. And I'm trying to do things for them. I care about them. And they say to me, oh, thank you for giving me this. I'm working on myself. And so I'm just going to pull back from people. But I'm going to still talk to the people on the phone. Negro, I'm the one put you in a position with these resources so you can develop yourself. And then you're going to tell me I don't have time for you, but I'm going to deal with these Negroes I met online. You got you sick in the head. Being sick in the head, right? So I and I and I use that example. I don't even care if the person is watching because if we could have a conversation where I could relate, right? I would do that. But it goes back to even in the 12 step program, they tell you to make amends when you can, when it doesn't do damage. And we say, tell somebody what you're going through, express yourself. But if some people, when you're trying to talk to them, they want to hang up phones on you, they want to get all dramatic. No, it's time to cut them people out of your life. Boundaries. Boundaries. And call it for what it is. And my point being, yes, give people grace, give them compassion. People are suffering, but be able to distinguish from the people that are really suffering that don't know from the people who just got malice in their heart or insecurities or they feel in a certain kind of way from you. You got to know that. And you don't use your mind, even though we're talking about mental, you don't use your mental. I like to say, Sometimes you got to tell your mind to mind its business and you handle the business of your mind because you are not your mind. You feel me? No, you lost me right there. Tell your mind. Yeah, I have to hear it again. Maybe tell your mind to mind your business, to mind its business because you are not your mind. Is that what you just said? I'll say it again. I say sometimes (laughs) you have to tell your mind to mind its business, and you handle the business of your mind. There we go. Okay, that's the part that I miss. You handle the business of the mind part. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. It does, because we get all kind of th- crazy thoughts, right? Well, they're yeah, not crazy. They're but- not crazy, but, you know, something that you would deem abnormal thoughts for yourself. Yeah. Don't. My biggest thing is this. I don't like it when people... Granted, if you have issues, it's great to acknowledge your issues, but don't let somebody else call you crazy. Because they don't, they, they may not even know you like that to call you crazy. Right. So like, who are they to say? Like, that's, that's weird for that person. If I don't know you, I can't say it's weird. It may be weird for me. Right. I can say by my standards, it's weird. But if you get to know the person who's like, okay, I can understand why this person does this. Or I can understand why this person does that. I can understand because it's maybe a part of their personality. Right. It may just may be what makes them them. But just because they think a certain type of way that is different from yours does not make them crazy. It doesn't. And I, and I take it back to, there's a reason for everything and just coming forth in a spirit of grace. And I, and I'm pro people because I believe everybody has value. And I think that's my passion 
living in this world and seeing how things are. And I'm around gifted people, like beautiful people. And yet we may share experiences. I can understand why they're moving like this or they're not achieving at this level. It's all about the sense of self. They don't think they're worthy. Mm. They don't think this. So they move and operate like that. I'm not looking at their behavior on the surface because I really don't know. And I have compassion for everybody, probably too many people. And it has kind of hurt me. But then there are some people, we try to keep this positive, encouraging, but we got to keep it real. I like Uh to be nice and encouraging, but I'm just tired of holding back what I really think. Because granted, there are some people that just are wicked. You know what I'm saying? They're just evil. They're jealous of you. And that's why I even say the people listening or people watching, because we all, I said, we all in this together, but we really win when we know how to move alone. Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to build a solid family, a solid neighborhood, a solid community, it has to start with you. And you can't be in this place where you give everybody the benefit of the doubt. You can forgive people. But some people, you got to call a spade a spade sometimes. Mm. And there's some people out here that's manipulating. They're taking advantage of situations like they're taking whatever you give them. You know, they're telling you what you want to hear, trying to gaslight you and Mm. doing all, you know, society has done that enough, like been gaslighting us that racism is not a thing. We've been gaslit. So I guess without really going all over the place, I'm saying this, and we're going to talk about setting boundaries, is some people that's really out here trying to play tricks with your mind or they really messed up in the head and the way they relating to you, cut those Negroes off. Mm. Because they know what they're doing. Yes, I think that as far as doing something like that intentionally is wrong, in my opinion. I do. But what happens if the person doesn't know? If they don't know, you don't know. That's what you were saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like a situation for me. Again, like like you said, you give humanity the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody is, I'm going to probably say this wrong according to you, but human and you say what you feel, honey. It's no wrong or right. No, 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 I'm talking about the word itself. Like pronunciation Just do wise. you, Tony. All right, whatever. So everyone's human. So essentially, you know, you don't want me personally. I don't want to assume that somebody's being malicious off bat. You know, I'd rather you show me that you're being malicious. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like show me that what you're doing is going to harm me. Because like granted, I may love you. I may love you to... But if, you know, from the deepest part of my soul. But at the same time, if I'm seeing that your behavior is affecting me so much that it's hurting me and it's constantly hurting me, we have the conversations, we have the... You better say it, girl. You know, we have the dialogue, we have the mutual understanding that what you're doing is not okay. But right. you keep doing it. If you keep doing it, and that's and that's what I'm saying. That's how I can say, I can see what you mean like by, you know... You don't care at and, that point. I would, some, you have yes. to not care. And some people need to check that. You can, you know, positive thinking, positive psychology, all of that. You acknowledge people do things for a reason and you give people the benefit of the doubt. But even with relationships, because of a lot of our mental health issues come from interacting with other people, whether like most people, you deal with isolation, being alone. Okay, that can cause anxiety. That can cause depression if you don't have a reason to get up in the morning. If you don't have meaning or purpose in life and you're just sitting around, you can I can see where you can fall into depression. So we do need that sense of connectedness. That's one of the elements of the motivational theory. You know, we want to feel like we connected to something. So I get that depression loneliness. And for the most part, you want to interact with people. But when you are interacting with people through these times, we're all trying to cope. I know I'm on the phone. I'm not really a phone person to be on here for like hours. But during this COVID, I'm not afraid to reach out. So I have a few people that I call and I chat and I'm sincere and I'm talking to them. And we're cool. We can maintain conflict. We can work through conflict. But when you're talking to a person and you can't be yourself, and, you, and you're observing things, and you mention it, and they freaking out with the dramatics. They hanging up the phone on you. And, they, and then, you know, they go through this routine. They stop talking to you. Then they call you after a year and come with some bull crap just so you can talk. And they keep repeating the behavior over and over and over. And when you point, them, when you point it out to them, they don't want to talk about it, whatever. In my mind, at this point, listen, 
You ain't mental. You don't have mental health issues. You're sick in the head. That's how my mama used to say, you sick in the head. And just like when your body is sick, mm-hmm. you're going to try to heal it. Because I know for people who don't have sick days and when they sick, and if they don't go to work and they don't get paid, they're taking care of that physical health. I would like to see people look at their mental state the same way. And a lot of people maybe don't. A lot of people do. Some people are malicious. And I just say, this: we're talking about boundaries. That's where I want to get to. Yes, some people are not aware that they have issues. Be a friend. If you care about them, point out their behavior. You don't have to attack them. I get it. I had people coming at me, coming out of the military. They'd be like, Gina, I'm scared to approach you. I'm scared to do this. And I'm like, as long as you don't come to me tripping, I'm good. My blind spot, (laughs) not realizing I really did may have some issues. I acknowledge it. I own it. I'm working on it. But you have some people, you can't even come to them, and they know what they're doing. So you establish boundaries and don't give them people access to you. Because like I said, we in this world, whether you got a job, whatever you're doing on social media, I don't care how you're navigating in this world. The world is people, places, and things. That's what it is. And people is the most complicated element. And yet they're the most valuable asset. Mm. If they're willing to exert their worth and interact with your worth to produce something of such higher value. But a lot of people don't, for whatever reasons, cut them Negroes off because they know what they're doing. Because you have to preserve your peace and your mental health. And if you're interacting with someone that's just toxic, Mm. just nasty, using you, trying to get what they... This Negro got a wig on his head. He got my wig on his head. Okay. (laughs) I can't. I didn't even look over there. I just happened to... I didn't even look over there. I'm in this conversation. You know, just turn up. And I say it because it's sad, you know, and I'm like, I'm, you know, we, we talk about boundaries. You do have to establish boundaries, not only for other people, but for yourself. Just like I'm going to put boundaries up for how I'm not going to let people treat me. I'm going to put boundaries up for what I'm not going to do. You understand me? So basically you set like parameters for yourself. For myself, to protect myself, mm-hmm. and to protect others. Because I'm just a person. I have virtue. Right. I live by principles. Like, I believe in respect. Right. So I'm going to respect you. And sometimes I'm out of control. But if I get checked, you check me. People, I love the people around me. Anybody of y'all got people that will really check you? And I get mad sometimes, but I love it because I know they care about me. If you're going to point out stuff to me, I'm just that person. I'll go lay down. And I'll think about it and I can come back and I'll say, they're right. I do a lot of apologizing. I'm Mm -hmm. growing. I'm on this journey. I'm open for it. And I say they care about me. But then I'm around a whole lot of people when I'm balling or spending money. I'm on vacation. I'm sending this one a thousand, this one a thousand. If I'm doing that, they telling you what you want to hear. I don't do that no more. Mm -hmm. You know, I give them personal development tools now, you know. Mm. And stuff like that, because I say I'm not going to do evil with evil. I'm still going to be kind. But you still have some people and they be sitting up talking about you, saying you off, not realizing. That's why I say check yourself. Mental health is about you. You have a mind, right? You Mm -hmm. have a body. It's a mind and a body connection. You are not your mind. Right. You, the essence of your being is not your mind. So you're a witness to your whole experience. I am. I'm checking the way that I'm thinking. I'm checking how I'm... They call it mindfulness, just being mindfulness. Mm -hmm. But what I'm... My point I'm trying to make in mental health, being aware of mental health, yeah, check yourself. If you're thinking crazy or if you're having a problem in a relationship all the time or you being around somebody and you stress all the time or you walking on eggshells or you don't feel like you can express yourself, whatever, stop and think about that thing. Think about you. Think about what's happening. Think. But you have to control your thinking. Yeah. Now let's talk about boundaries. Go for it. (laughs) So essentially, my I have no problem setting boundaries, telling you what I am and am not going to accept. I have no problems respecting boundaries. You know, someone telling me what they are and are not going to do. What I have a problem with is when I set boundaries, people believing or have the, you know, people believing that I'm only setting boundaries 
well, after I set boundaries and my behavior that subsequently happens after. Oh, Tony, you changed. I will hope so. <laughs> Good for you. I will hope so. Like, I will really hope so. Is that, a bad, is that a bad thing for to you? To me, it's not a bad thing. I'm glad that I changed. If I remain stagnant for the rest of my life, there's no room for growth. There's nothing there. There's no point. There's no point in having any... There's no point in interacting with people, period. Right. Because I feel like there's nothing wrong with me. Right. And that's, for, to me, just being a regular person, that's irresponsible to believe that there's nothing wrong with me. Obviously, there are plenty of things wrong with me. I'm a human being. I'm meant for that. Okay. For imperfection. When you say wrong with you, and I don't like the, I'm trying to get away from wrong and right, because I believe everybody, I believe in the divine. Y'all hear me say it. I believe in God. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm not going to shy away from it. I don't believe in the Big Bang Theory. I believe in a creator or divine, whatever you want to call him. So when you say something is wrong with you. I don't like the terms right and wrong. I believe we're all created as purposeful individuals. And I believe that every situation is provided as a teaching experience. I believe everybody is a teacher that we run into. Now, I didn't always do hindsight as I'm learning. Mm. So when you say wrong, I don't think it's wrong. I think you're right in your space and time where you need to be in this exact moment, considering your unique journey so what you're in, I believe in the divine knows you created you, knows your path. Right. And I don't believe in happenstance or coincidence. I don't believe in that. So when you say what's wrong with you, I don't look at it as being wrong with you because Tony is not wrong. Tony was created to be Tony who she is. Mm-hmm. And whether she makes a mistake, a bad decision, it's not wrong. Tony needed to make that decision. Mm hmm. Because that's what it would take for her to progress and learn from it rather than a teacher trying to sit up in a classroom and tell her experience is the best teacher. So I don't like the right and wrong. I mean, I used to be like, oh, it's just wrong. And I do still say something is wrong when I talk about church and how they treat people. Yeah, that's wrong. That's morally wrong. I'm sticking to that. But as far as you, your uniqueness and your growth Mm. and your development, I'm not going to look at you as being wrong. You're on your journey. You're learning and you're open just based upon the things you say you can acknowledge, you can own. Your sense of self, there's a level of integrity and that you're trying to do better. I can have compassion with you all day long. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not wrong. You're learning and you're open for learning. But I still have to distinguish it when you have some people and it's a choice. That's what I'm saying. Like if I did, well... Because we all make choices in life. Yes. That's kind of the way that the game is played. This game called life, that's the way that it's played. So if I did something, whether it was intentional or unintentional, and it was incorrect to a person, that's what I mean by wrong. So like if I did something and it impacted another person in a negative manner, maybe I should say it that way negatively. Say however you want to say it. Maybe. Maybe that's what I'm getting at. So that's what I mean by wrong. A dash expectation. Yeah, right. Yeah, a dash expectation. Because if I expect you to behave a certain way Mm -hmm. and you don't, it's like I'm disappointed. Mm. But really, is that your fault that I'm disappointed? No. No, you got (laughs) to, because then you got to ask, what am I expecting from you? And like you get into it, how can I put my expectations on other people unless we have a a mutual agreement, you're in a relationship, this is what I expect, whether it be husband and wife, partners, Okay, this is what my expectations are of you. We ain't operating like this in this world right now. No, we're People not. just moving how they want to move. Right. And then calling people out for being wrong. Yeah, they're doing what they want to do with no direction. Just, I know a lot of people are trying to survive. A lot of people are trying to cope. I'm one of those people. Don't say I got all the answers. I don't. And I do what I do. But I do know that I'm mindful of what I'm thinking. I check my thoughts and I have people around me. My circle is small. My circle loves me though, without a doubt. And God is at the center. So I spend much time looking at principles and looking at myself. And mm-hmm. if I'm off, I check it. Y'all check me too. I'd be like, oh man, sometimes I'd be so embarrassed to see y'all because I'd be like, I cut a fool yesterday or whatever, right? <laughs> but I'll own it because I'm open for on this journey, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall short. And yet you got to be able to step up to it and say, okay, I made a mistake. But when you feel safe in a spot, when people are telling you, 
you know they're not criticized attacking you. Right. And I appreciate that a lot of people don't have that. And some people have it and don't know they got it. You know, it's one of those things. But I feel like that's one of those things that it takes time to understand. It does. And it really, you have to really get to know yourself to understand the support that you have around you. That's and it, it definitely does take a lot of time. Because when, you know, when you're in your feelings, and I'm going to call it just like that, in your feelings, because that's all that they are. Sometimes. Sometimes they are just feelings. But when you're in your feelings and you really are by yourself and you're dealing with a situation and you feel alone and you feel like nobody understands, you don't realize the support that you have until you come out of your feelings and you open up your mouth to one person. They're just like, I knew already. I was just waiting for you to talk. That's deep. And you are so, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And in the same vein, our feelings result from our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you don't live by your feelings, but your feelings give you information. And sometimes your feelings will save you because they'll put you on, there's this concept of emotional mind and wise mind. Okay. And sometimes your emotions, have, like if there's danger, I'll feel it so I can say, oh my God, there's danger. Mm-hmm. And I can respond accordingly to protect myself while my mind catches up to process what's really happening. Mm. And so I agree with you. You're in your feelings. You can't see this. But my thing, what I'm learning to do, when I have a feeling, I go back to if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling anxiety, what am I thinking about? Because thought is incipient, meaning thought's going to generate feelings and thoughts are a catalyst for behavior. As a man thinketh, so he is. Whatever you think on and dwell on, it's going you're gonna make it a bigger expander. Like if somebody don't piss me off and I keep talking about it, talking about it, I'm still in a bad mood. Right. You know, and people will say, Mom, get over it. My God. You know, and I'm like, okay, why am I dragging this? So I think the feelings are powerful if you can be aware of what it is that you're feeling and hit your thoughts because you can choose. You can choose how you feel by choosing what you think. And even as far as when we're talking about mental health, mental health, well-being in your mind, we're talking about having uh, positive, realistic thoughts, not having thoughts that are defeating you, Mm -hmm. that are keeping you down, that are keeping you depressed. Mm -hmm. Listen, I know I'm on this journey. I've been doing it forever. You know what I'm saying? And with issues, I've made a lot of progress. And for me to be able to sit here and say, can really, I'm controlling my thoughts. So I hear you say, because you said it a lot, control your thoughts. To me, it comes off like you're saying, like you're kind of distracting yourself from what you're actually feeling or what you're actually thinking. I'm checking in with my thoughts. It's called metacognition. Again, thinking about what you're thinking about. Because a lot of people that's having mental health issues, it's your thinking. Mm -hmm. We're experiencing this life in this world with people and stuff. It's our thinking. You say something to me, the way you say to me, and I run it past what I believe and my values. And like, you can just say something to me that doesn't coincide with what I believe in. And so naturally, it's a conflict because we have opposing views. Okay. And I have to determine how do I feel about that statement that you just said? Me, I try to agree to disagree and try to look at a different perspective. And yet someone that may not have those tools, if you say something that totally disagrees with what I'm saying, I'm forming an opinion about you. I may not have the awareness to say, hey, Tony's an individual. She doesn't have to think how I think, Mm, you know, and so I may respond crazy. I have done that in the past, but then when I'm thinking how I'm thinking for me to just go off on you and get stupid because your view is different from mine, that's not rational thinking. Got it. Got it. Got it. But a lot of people don't do it because we're so embedded in ourselves, and that's good to be in tune with yourself, but it's a difference in being in tune with yourself and having a relationship with yourself. And that's what it boils down. Even mental, I'm not saying it's not mental illness. And I've suffered from mental illness. Mm -hmm. You know, use that against me. It is what it is. I'll say it for what it is. You know, I've had episodes and things. I've done a lot of work, but I know 
myself and I'm honest with myself to actually take a look at how I'm thinking. And I think that's a problem. Sure, it's a lot going on in the world. I said before, people are not really taking the time to have relationship with themselves, to spend time with themselves. How do you feel? Why do you feel the way you feel? Let's unpack this situation. Instead of this person says something that hurt my feelings. Okay, if your feelings hurt, let's check your thoughts. Mm. Because your thoughts drive your feelings. Okay. So what would you... See, now we're getting into more so of self-care. We're getting away from the boundaries area and getting, moving on it's, to the self-care. But it's kinda. all the same, baby. It's so it's so interrelated. Even when you talk about mental illness, granted, some people are born with the biological mutations or things are out of order. They're wired wrong. And yet when we talk about anxiety and depression, and I've called it, I've been labeled with depression, uh, bipolar. That's what made, I used to take meds. And my journey, I said, I'm not, I'm spiritual. I believe in God mm-hmm. and I believe in the battlefield of the mind. I do believe in good versus evil okay. and stuff like that. So I determined myself, I don't need your meds, which I've nervous. used them till I learned the skills. And yet when I think about it, it's the power of the mind yeah. for my spirit to control my thoughts. And people say, oh, I'm, I used to say I'm so stressed out. Know why are you stressed out? Because you're thinking stressful thoughts. How do you unthink stressful thoughts? Because you flip it and you think about positive things. Even if you have a situation that's not ideal for you, that you don't like. If somebody, if Asia pisses me off and does something really foul, I process it and I say, okay, she done something really foul. But do I stay in that place? Whatever you think about is what expands. Whatever you think about, it becomes bigger. I can acknowledge, okay, I didn't like how that made me feel. Let me turn my energy away from that. Okay. Towards something that I like. Doesn't mean I'm disregarding it. It didn't happen. But if I know, if I dwell on what that person said to me that made me feel bad, and I'm thinking it's going to make me feel bad. It's going to cause me stress, anxiety. I can choose to say, Imogene, I don't want to be stressed out. True. But do you go back and do you revisit and have that conversation with that individual? That's up to you. That's when, like I say, when you're relating with yourself on a consistent basis, I always say me, myself, and I, that's all I got in the end. (laughs) When it's about that, not that I'm so selfish, I realize that united we stand, together we stand, divide, however that thing say. United stand, uh, divided we fall. But the smallest unit of any kind of relationship is with the self. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not cool with me, if I don't know me, and if I don't know how to relate to me and respect me and do right. all of that stuff, that is the foundation for building any other kind of relationship. And so you say, do you go back and deal with that? If you choose, but pull some time out, process it, unpack it, see it for what it is, look at fat, you know, just check yourself. Am I sensitive? Did I overreact? Why do I feel the way I feel? Why do I think this way? It's work and it's hard to do. And yet every individual has the capacity to do it. Yes. To me, so if we're talking about building relationships with people, to me, I feel as if it is very important for the individual to go, like in the event that someone does do something that does impact you, I think that it is important to go back and tell that person, this is what happened. This is what I was thinking at the time. This is how I processed it. This is how I want to move forward. That's where, that's how I set boundaries because, you know, in the moment, of course, just like you, very much so reactive, but I would definitely take a beat. <laughs> Excuse me, gotta go. <laughs> just right. Woosah, <laughs> woosah. Right. What just happened? Unpack it just real quick. And, you know, like, for instance, if it's a situation where I'm just in passing with the person, let me talk to you for a second. This just happened and made me feel this type of way. Ideally, people, of course, sometimes people aren't, you know, I do in theory and theory and then in practice because I do it. You have theory, (laughs) research and practice. The practice part is when you're trying to implement these actions and then that individual experience gives you information. The person may react in theory. That sounds good. And that I'm going to just hone this point in again. Under normal circumstances, when you're dealing with people who have the interpersonal skills that you can relate to like that. Mm-hmm. And yet we say people are traumatized. People uh, are dealing with, they sick in the head point. or we dealing yeah. with 
our mental health is not so well, you may step to me and try to talk to me. But if I'm in a place where I'm having an episode or I'm feeling down or I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling anxiety, my thoughts is all over the place. I'm not aware that I can control my thoughts. So whatever I'm dealing with inside of myself and you coming at me, I may think you attacking me. And that conversation is not going to be fruitful. So I think you have to size it up who you're talking with. You're right. Can I do this? And that's why I go back. And because we got to move on, but that's why I go back. (laughs) I'm making a point. It is interpersonal relations is a really complicated thing. And this thing we call mental illness. Yes. Some of it is biological. A lot of it, I think, comes from the relationships that we engage with. And a lot of times people, yeah, they don't have the skills or they're in denial. You know, this person ain't good for you. They saying mm-hmm. things, you don't establish your boundaries. You're passive aggressive. You're allowing them to do one thing, but you don't say what you really feel. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, this person is doing, you may have a person manipulating you mm-hmm. or trying to get what you got. They don't really like you. That's when all of that stuff comes into play. And it boils down t- to the relational skills as far as being empathy, having empathy and respecting people. Yes. You know, and, and really listening to you. And that's why I'm saying it's a lot of us suffering because we're overwhelmed by life and we have a good heart and we have a good intention, but it's so much going on that we're overwhelmed. And that's what we're saying. It's okay to not be okay. Because with everything coming at you, it's a lot to deal with. But we have to be proactive. We have to be intentional, knowing this, knowing how it affects us. Mm. And still you have to single out there's some people that's just nasty. <laughs> and like, I'm, I encourage everybody and I'm too generous. I get taken advantage of a lot from friends, from family. They play on me. I give, I give, I give, I give. I'm to the point. It took me a minute. When you get tired of being hurt, you get tired of people abusing you. You're trying to communicate with them. When I think about it, I used to say that I'm not better than anybody. I retract that statement. There are some people that I am better than. They are not on my level. And I treat you with respect. I try to feed that to you. But the more kinder that I am to you, I'm actually educating you. You're talking about me. You're not just because you went to college. I'm smart, too. Don't get mad at me because I went to college, because what I'm learning when I'm talking to you on the phone, I'm sharing with you what I learned and you hating on me. But you taking my money, you taking my resources, you doing all of this. And all the time you feeling a certain kind of way (laughs) you feeling about me. That's contributing to my anxiety, to my depression. It's occupying space in my mind. And, you know, you go through it for a while that you get tired of it. And that's where boundaries sets up. You say enough is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. And yes, I'm better than that. I deserve better than that. I have value. I have self-worth. I like you. But if we can't click and I'm seeing it for what it is, I need to move you out of my space so I can keep my peace. You understand? Mm. So I can have a solid mental good well-being. So I can think clearly and Mm. I can think logically in a place where I can just, instead of me being depressed and I'm full of anxiety, I don't want to get up and take a shower. I don't want to put clothes on Mm -hmm. because mental health is connected to physical health. And like I say, the world is people, places and things. And that human element, we need it. There's a lot of beautiful people in the world, but there's a lot of people that's just effed up. And that's just the bottom line. And they know they like that. They're takers, they're users, they're insecure. They're thinking you think you're a certain kind of way. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them. They're in denial. They haven't taken the time to check how they're thinking and how they're feeling. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And so they're just kind of putting it on you. And this thing called mental illness, I think a lot of people suffer from that. And they don't even realize it has to do with other people. That's why when I say when you're dealing with self, we're talking about setting your boundaries. I'm there. Some people I ain't fooling with, whether they're my relatives, close relatives by blood. I don't care because we blood. I mean, I love family, the concept of it. But the point is, like, if you coming at me and you messing with my mental health, you're not respecting my boundaries. You're not respecting me. You're not empathizing. You're just selfish. 
You coming because you can get what you want to get from me. And I had somebody tell me, yeah, if they're going to give it to me, I'm going to take it. Do you know how that bad that hurt it me? You may offer me something that I don't need. I may want it, but I'm not that kind of person that's just going to take from you because you're going to give me. And mm -hmm. I know when I'm feeling a certain kind of way, but I'm jealous of you because you got more money than I do. Or your livelihood is a little bit more vibrant than mine. And I admire you and I think you're cool, but I'm feeling a certain kind of way because I didn't excel to achieve the things that you did. And I'm feeling a certain kind of way about you. That's my problem. Because for me to even, that's why I would say when people are jealous of people, that is a mental illness. Because why am I jealous of you? I have this hostile energy towards you because you possess something and ability or whatever that I want that I think I can't have. It's in my thinking. I'm sick in my head. <laughs> well, stop being sick in your yeah. head and go see a doctor. So I say, <laughs> so when, when you say set boundaries to protect your mental health, you have to set boundaries, which you are going to let allow people to do and what you're not. And we know you teach people how to treat you, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, nah, that was that was great. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's 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 a thing. And I say set boundaries for mental health. I'm doing it. Question. Yeah. So would you consider setting boundaries a form of self-care? Absolutely. I thought so. I you thought I was, you know, something I, I think differently. And I have no problem saying that I think differently. And that's great because if right. you was thinking like <laughs> if you was thinking like the rest of the people, and that's what a lot of people are doing, they're mimicking their lives. I don't even think they're giving it thought. They're just doing what everybody else is doing. So I love it that you think differently, differently because that means you think. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. But what other? So let's say someone has an issue with setting boundaries, right? Let's say they have. The issue that they're having is they don't want people, they don't want to lose people in setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, for instance, I'm not going to allow your situation to live rent-free in my head. I want to care, but just, you know, I don't want you to feel like I don't care. How do you handle a situation like that? I can't give an answer. This is, I give this qualifier, this premise. Mm-hmm. And I say, when you live life long enough, when you have enough pain mm. and you've been hurt and you get to the point that I'm going to take control of my life. And yes, I want to be a noble person. I want to treat people good, but I have to realize I'm in this life. I got to enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. You put the boundaries and say, I can care about other people, but I can't care about other people more than I care about me. Okay. And if I have to sacrifice my peace to cater to what you think about me, that's dysfunctional. Right. And I've been there before too. Like when I know about people and I'm like, if I say this, I know she's going to come off. Like there's a person that pops up in my head and God will help me to get her out of my head. But I've been so passive with this person for years. When my mama told me this person is no good, mm. stay away from this person. But having the spirit of God in me and love, and I've tried and I've, I've given this person stuff I've done stuff every time I show up. This person has continually abused me over and over and over again. I mm. pull back. They come back. They come up with some story. They sick or whatever. They come up with some stuff to get back in my life. Okay. I'm forgiven and I let them. I went through this for a long time, being passive, thinking about their well-being. Right. But then it got to the point where thinking about their well-being and as I'm forgiving them and I'm talking to them, I'm feeling a certain kind of way about them. But the God in me is speaking, saying, be kind to them, this and that. You're ignoring I, your own. And I had to understand, and I love God as I understand him. You can love God. You can live a Christian life. You can live, be enlightened. And yet there's boundaries. Doesn't mean even God, if you want to think about Christianity, God, Jesus wasn't no fool. He flipped out on people. He flipped tables over. He checked people. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus mm. was a rebel. Yo, he was a thug. Okay. The way he dealt with people. And this is my language. This is the way I relate because I can be real. Right. When I started thinking about this, no, I'm not going to just keep suppressing my hurt feelings to think, Negro, you ain't no better than me. And that's why I used to say I ain't better than nobody. 
Now I say I am better. I was giving my pearls to swine. I was caring more about them, thinking about how they're feeling. I'm trying to be noble, kind, and gentle. And all the time when the person keep repeating their actions over and over, and then you put, I'm like, nah, we can't do this no more. I'm tired of hurting. I'm giving. It's a one-sided relationship. Okay. You know, you in my face saying this. I may be opening up my life telling you stuff. You taking what I'm telling you to play it against me. You gaslighting me. That's right. my word. You get making me think, you know, whatever. And you know, I may be lonely. I need somebody to talk to. Nigga always be doing this. Mm. But I'm like, that's bad when we got to lean on somebody. When through the journey, you may have to do that. Like we're saying, reach out and talk to somebody if you need to. And yet, you need support. But in the meantime, mm. start developing that self. Because ain't none of us crazy. We all have the answers inside of here. Okay. And we need to just trust that instinct. That's my belief. Don't look to, we, we often look external. We're looking at external. A lot of us are living our lives externally. What the world is doing and stuff like that. I don't believe we was created like that. And I think you can take the time by yourself and just be still and it'll come to you. We, I think we do have the answers. And, then, you know, we need to talk to people. You find that right person. But if you be still and look at it for what it really is, and a lot of us know. Right. We just need to trust ourselves. Like I said, we sick in the head. We got mental health issues. We got mental health issues because we're not checking into our own mental. We're not checking our own psyche. We're too busy running around. We don't take the time to sit down and be still. Because ain't none of us stupid. Mm. We're all capable people. We are people of worth with a purpose. We here for a mission. We ain't going to stay in this physical realm forever. So I want to believe we're here for a reason. And ain't no man better than the next as far as capacity. Right. We all came through the womb or a C-section or however you got. I don't know. You got test soon, babies. I can't really say nothing about them because I don't really know how that go. But the point I'm saying, we all have the gift of life. We have virtue. We have a brain. We have all of these things. And nobody is better than the next person. It's this, the mind. It's the mind that's being influenced by this physical realm. Like, look at damn Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. This is mental health. No boundaries. These are people that have stuff going on. I don't know if they were aware of what was going on. And but they have resources, so they're dealing with it among themselves. It has spiraled out of control. I don't want to call out Will and Jada. I love everybody, but these are people that have resources that think they're above more than what they are and not even in touch with their own humanity. Because if I'm sad and I'm crying, I can say, Tony, I'm sad and I'm crying. But if I got five million dollars. I don't even have to have that much. And I'm sad and I'm crying. Let me go get me some weed. Let me go drink. Let me go get me some Coke. Let me go do, you know, I can utilize my resources and not knocking because I've been there before. Right. I've used these things right. to try to pacify myself or to manage. And yet when that happens, because we're in denial, thinking we can handle it, we got to handle this ourselves. your stuff ends up playing out on stage. Right. And why? And you know, and you know, I think right. it's because we we allow it to. And you know, right from wrong. But I think we be, we get we let our mind get in the way. Like I say, our mind and our body has a connection. I'm not my mind. I'm not my body. In my mind, I'm a spirit, mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to master my mind and master my body. Not it's a journey. But the, the, the road to enlightenment is understanding you progressively exercise your capacity to just get stronger and stronger in your ability to dictate what you're going to do and realize you for what you are. But a lot of people don't because we're influenced. Our mind, what we see, what we hear, what we're doing. We're trying to chase the bag. We're trying to be popular. We need likes. We need follows. And it boils down to it's the self. Because when you're solid, when you know who you are, whatever you believe in, and I'm a child of God, I'm just not going to just refute that. I'm just not going to do that, you know? 
But I find when I'm having mental problems and I'm depressed, I'm full of anxiety, I have to check my thinking because I'm thinking like everybody else in here that's in this world, going to work, trying to get this money. I need these Gucci bags. These ladies wearing these Gucci bags cost more than they apartment do. How you gonna have a bag that's worth $1,000 and you ain't even got $1,000 worth of house? You know what I'm saying? It's thinking, thinking, and it's influenced by this world. And then when we're like, mental issues with stress, we have anxiety. You're damn right you're going to have stress and you're going to have anxiety, but that's a no-brainer. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. Slow your ass down. Excuse me for cussing. I've been praying. I'm working on that, y'all, okay? <laughs> I am, but I'd be liking to cuss sometimes. But I love Jesus. I love God, okay? Listen, that would make you any less different than any other Christian it don't, in the world. And I'm okay with that. But I'm like, when you think about that, you know, you're trying to look good and feel, you're trying to look good and present good. I don't want to look good. I'm to the point now where, listen, I'm usually in my compression pants because I work it out at the gym. I'm in my compression pants, my T-shirt, my sneakers. That's how I rock around my house. I'm to the point where jewelry, all that, I don't do that anymore. Because when I go out, niggas trying to rob me or thinking I'm thinking I'm this, coming after my stuff. And I'm like, do I really have to live in a world like this where the things I work for, I can't enjoy the things because the next person is looking at me and coveting, wanting what I want. I don't even do that anymore. I'm like, I know who I am. I'm good. I don't have to present like this. No. And actually, the resources that I have, mostly everything I get, I give away. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Very true. So I say boundaries, get people out of your life who's causing you stress and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. You said journal. You was like journaling. I asked you how you cope. You journal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I write everything out. I have to. It has to come out. Because it's either that or I'm going to hit something. <laughs> yeah, be in touch. <laughs> Literally hit something. And, and I'd rather hit something than someone. So, yeah. And I just say. I also um, practice deep breathing. <laughs> yeah, you said deep breathing, you journal. People do it different ways. Yeah, find Whatever. your way and let it stick and just work with yeah. it. Just, you have to work through it. But work I say, with it and work through it. Be still. Pull, pull off from the norm. Do something different. But the answer, you have all the answer inside yourself. I'm not saying that a depression and psychosis is not a real thing. There are real diseases that are diagnosed by the um, that manual of diagnostic statistics. I'm not taken from that. People believe in what they believe in. It's about where you believe and what you believe. But as human beings, as spiritual beings, having an experience, human experience, we have more power than we acknowledge. And I'm saying all my listeners right now, I'm on this journey with y'all and I'm learning. We have more power than we think we have. Mm -hmm. You know, you see what the world is. Go inside yourself. Take time out. Trust yourself. Regardless of whether you believe in a God, he it still exists. Whether you believe in it or not, if you believe in a Big Bang Theory, whatever, that's your thing. I'm not going to debate ideologies mm-hmm. or whatever, but get in nature because nature will show you. Just be quiet. Mm-hmm. Be quiet. And don't be in denial because a lot of people in relationships, they know them relationships ain't no good for them. And they wonder why they bugging and tripping because you're trying to be with somebody who's cheating on you and who's beating you and who's doing all this stuff and you stressed out. Yes, you sick in the head. But you're not sick in the head because it's your DNA or because you're overwhelmed. You're sick in the head because you are not controlling your mind. You see what's happening. You're witnessing your experience. So, oh, I'm depressed. I have anxiety. No, you crazy. Because you, the essence of your being, not your body, not your mind, you're living this experience. And if somebody is beating on you and somebody is cheating on you, and somebody is stealing from you, or somebody is talking negative about you, somebody's not lifting you up and you stressing it, you call it out, you get away from that person. I believe we can eliminate a lot of our stuff. There's a lot going on in the world. And if we focus in the world, we always gonna be messed up. And I say everything we need to have peace, this is my journey, is on the inside of us. If we get in touch with ourselves, that's where the power is. It's a journey. It takes practice, but that is the answer. And we can still live in this wicked, corrupt world, and you can still have a good life. Hmm. And that's what I'm talking about. All right. Well, you talked it. All right. And I've been <laughs> preaching. I feel like I've been preaching. But um, anyway, y'all, 
I'm glad I was here tonight. And and I just say mental health awareness. And I got to tell y'all, effective July, they have a new number. It's 988. You know how people used to dial 911 for emergency? The new number is 988. If you're in a mental health crisis, you call 988. It's staffed 24-7. They put you in touch with resources and crisis people who can talk to you because what they found when you dial 911 and you call the police, they're not equipped to handle mental health issues. It exacerbates the situation. People get killed. People get hurt. So listen, people, effective July 1, you can call 988 for a mental health crisis. There's help out there for you. I don't know what your values are, but if you're struggling with some stuff, find somebody to talk to. If it's your overwhelming don't take yourself out unless you want to, okay? That's a whole nother conversation. I ain't gonna go there. But I'm saying don't be hopeless because there's hope and you're stronger than you think. And when you wanna throw in the towel, do you know you are your greatest asset? You have everything you need and so much more. It's like, what are you telling yourself? Mm -hmm. What are you listening to with yourself, right? And check me out because I'm doing one-on-one mentoring and coaching. And as much my journey, like I'll acknowledge everything, I'm not perfect and I'm not that, but I'm all that and so much more because I know my peace and my spirit of life is inside of me. And that's what guides me and yours will guide you too. So take care of your mental health, take care of your body, eat, sleep, get rest, control your thinking. If somebody is causing you stress, cut those Negroes off. Get some space because you're more than that. You have purpose. And you know what? We need you. I need you. How about that? Amen. Good night. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'll see y'all later. I'm about to hit my wine. Yeah. <laughs> Deuces. I love you. That's it. <laughs>